everybody. This is 30 Years of WrestleMania author Brian Shields, and you better listen up because you're with my main man, Randy Cruz, on the Cruise Control Podcast. Buckle up. Now tuning in to the Cruise Control Podcast with me, Randy Cruz, here on SoundCloud.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. SoundCloud.com slash Hits Radio Network. I'm joined by Brian Shields, the author of 30 Years of WrestleMania. He's been on the show quite a few times. He's on Twitter at It's Brian Shields. We're talking SummerSlam taking place live this Sunday at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Brian, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. How are you? It's, it's great to be back on. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. We are in the middle of SummerSlam season. We are four or five days away. How are you feeling right now for that event? I got to tell you, I'm pumped up. You know, um, there's always a little something special for me as a fan who grew up in the shadows of New York City on Long Island, um, when WWE is in the New York City area, and for SummerSlam to be at the Barclays Center on Sunday for NXT TakeOver uh, to be a sellout right. the day before, I mean, it's, it's a SummerSlam weekend here in the Big Apple, and I just can't wait. The last time SummerSlam was held in New York or Jersey or anywhere in the tri-state area was in 2007, back at the old Continental Airlines Arena, now known as the Izard Center, which was supposed to be the host of SummerSlam 2015, but got moved to Barclays in Brooklyn due to Izod closing down. How do you think the fans at Barclays in Brooklyn are going to be on Sunday? Oh, it's going to be off the meter. You know, it, it, it's going to be off the meter. That's a great venue in general, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a New Yorker. Um, the WWE has had events there that have been huge success uh, from a, an event. Huge successes, excuse me, from an event standpoint. Uh, great crowds. So, you know, and I just want to say real quick, Randy. You know, it was sad news. Uh, earlier this year when when uh, us WWE fans received the word that uh, the what's commonly known as the Meadowlands, it used to be the Brendan Byrne Arena, uh, it was the Continental Airlines Center, the IZOT Center most recently. Um, there, there was great history in that building as a sports venue um, and as a sports entertainment venue with WWE. Um, so it, it was a, a bittersweet um, if you're a WWE fan in the New York, New Jersey area, um, because, you know, you're very excited that WWE is here, um, but when one of the venues goes away for um, reasons beyond anyone's control, uh, it's always a little bittersweet. But, you know, to circle back to your question, I think the Barclays Center is, I think, I think it's just going to be an incredible crowd uh, for both NXT TakeOver on Saturday and the big show, big summer slam on Sunday. Now for those who don't know, going back you know, into history real quick, SummerSlam eighty nine, ninety seven and oh seven were held in the 
the Meadowlands Continental Airlines Arena, Izard Center. Did you happen to attend either one of those or even the one in Long Island back in 02? Uh, I did attend in 02 at the Nassau Coliseum. Um, and that's actually one of my favorite Summer Slams. I remember to this day um, that that match between Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle to begin the event was just like an incredible, incredible match. Um, you know, and, and the first SummerSlam 88 at Madison Square Garden, you know, the, the event in general, similar to WWE as a company, just has an incredible history in the New York City area. Um, so I felt very lucky that in 2002, the 14th year of this summer spectacular, I was able to actually be there live for members of your audience that are, are not in the New York City area. I know you have a lot of listeners elsewhere. Um, when the WWE is in town, there's no hotter ticket, and that's no pun intended given the time of year or event we're talking about. Um, so growing up here back in the day, it was a challenge. You know, some of your younger audience members need to remember there was no Internet uh, there, there was no computers right. where, you know, you were really buying tickets uh, in that way. There was no StubHub. There was none of that. Um, so when tickets went on sale, it was an event, and the SummerSlam tickets were always very difficult to come by. How has SummerSlam, I think we're going on, if, if my math is correct, I think we're going on 2027. 20, Right, the twenty seventh SummerSlam is this Sunday, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so how has the pay per view? If you can give me a short answer, how has SummerSlam the pay per view evolved from nineteen eighty eight all the way to right now? Well, I mean, in nineteen eighty eight, it was really during that time where WWE was was in its younger years as a national company. Um. And it was really, SummerSlam was part of these, these original pay-per-view events where the money that the company was making off the successes of WrestleMania were used to uh, diversify WWE's pay-per-view offerings. So you had um, the Survivor Series, you had SummerSlam, you had the Royal, uh, you had Royal Rumble, then SummerSlam. So back in those early days, uh, it was back when WWE had four pay-per-view events a year. Um, over the last uh, 10 years, um, SummerSlam has become really like the WrestleMania of the summer, where you, know, you have almost a week of, of events leading up to the SummerSlam event itself. And it has just become an incredible destination event for WWE fans for the summer. And very similar to WrestleMania, when tickets go on sale, they sell out in minutes. Now, some, you know, some wrestling fans may not know the order of the four major pay-per-views. And if they don't, I'm going to say it. WrestleMania was first. Survivor Series came out second, Royal Rumble third, and SummerSlam was number four. But is SummerSlam the for sure number two pay-per-view out of those four 
that they produce. And, you know, after Mania, which of the other three is more important? Well, you know, back at back in those early days, Randy, they, I mean, WrestleMania was the most important because it launched the company, right. you know, just into a stratosphere. But as far as the other three, you know, in the beginning, they were all of equal importance because they were still gambles. I mean, you know, the WWE had competition in the wrestling field with Jim Crockett Promotions, which ended up becoming WCW. Um, so if any of the other three, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and SummerSlam, you know, I mean, if any of those were failures back then, it would have been a huge hit uh, to WWE's bottom line and, and really their ability to continue evolving as an organization. Um, I think over time, I think the Royal Rumble has become really such a marquee event because it you know it puts us on the road to wrestlemania and the winner you know which the first rumble in in the first of the rumbles where the the winner of the battle royal would get a shot in the main event at at a at a wrestlemania for the championship was in 1993 so i think royal rumble has become you know uh special in that you know, in that regard, I do want to say that I think Survivor Series, the last couple of years they've gone back, it seems to an emphasis on the traditional team versus team matches. And I think that's a great idea. And I think that that's um, really rejuvenated a lot of the WWE fans. We're chatting with Brian Shields, New York Times bestselling author, the author of 30 years of WrestleMania. Um, SummerSlam is a bit different this year. It is four hours <laughs> long. Um, only WrestleMania has had that privilege of being four hours long, to my knowledge. Right. Um, are you in favor or are you opposed to SummerSlam being four hours long? Um, you know, I don't. I don't really get too caught up in the running time of the event. Um, for me, you know, I'm a fan first and foremost. So for me, if I'm fortunate enough to be there live, um, or if, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm tuning in at home, you know, my thing is just when it's on, I, I want to be immersed in the action and, and the drama and the athleticism of the WWE event. Um, I, and you know what, Randy, I think it's one of those things where if it's a great show, um, no one will care. And if and I'm sure it's going to be a great show, um, and I think it's one of those things where if the show's awesome, it no one's going to mention it. And if if there are aspects to it that maybe people don't like or don't like as much, then it'll be something that that people harp on. Um, you know, if the event is three hours, four hours, two hours and forty eight minutes. You know, I just care as a fan that it's awesome, you know. Right. But do you, you as a longtime fan, do you see this as a trend where not only SummerSlam, but maybe the other two major four pay-per-views in, in the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series going four hours long? Or maybe it's a ploy by the company to get more people signed up for the network? Or could, you, or could we possibly see 
just the four major pay-per-views going four hours long? You know, I haven't thought about it in that detail. Um, I think that, that this just happens to be where there are a lot of things going on storyline-wise. There are a lot of great opportunities. Right. Um, you know, with, with a lot of the marquee matchups. And, you know, you want to make sure that those stories have enough time to be told. Um, you know, could it be an experiment? I mean, who knows? You know, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think the focus is just producing an, a great event from start to finish. And because you have these marquee matchups, you know, giving giving those matchups the time that they really need in order to tell those compelling stories. What are some moments in SummerSlam history that stand out to you the most? Well, you know, the, the first few SummerSlams for me in general um, were just so huge as events. Um, you know, I mean, I loved the Mega Powers, Mega Bucks. Um, I loved the um, Bret Hart Bulldog match from 92. Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, 91. Uh, there's some Bret Hart matches here. Bret vs. Owen, Bret vs. Undertaker, um, Austin vs. Undertaker, um, Mankind vs. Triple H in the cage. I thought it was awesome. I mean, you know, you just go through the years here. And, you know, for me, SummerSlam 2002, I thought was just phenomenal from start to finish. Um, you know, I, I think back and I can't believe we're already four years removed um, from the John Cena, CM Punk uh, battle, which was really one of my favorite rivalries of all time in WWE, especially mm. uh, in 2011, was just, uh, it was just amazing. Um, Cena, Daniel Bryan, I mean, you know, I could go on and on. Um, you know, when you're talking about an annual event that now has a near 30-year history, I mean, there are just so many moments, so many matchups where you just can't, you almost can't list all of them in terms of, you know, how compelling they are. I I might be the only one who has thought of this, and I thought about it, no joke, 15 seconds ago. But we always say Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. Undertaker owns WrestleMania with his record. But when I ask you the question about favorite moments in SummerSlam, you mentioned Bret Hart in like four or five different matches, and they're all yeah. classic. Um, to me, he might be Mr. SummerSlam because if you if you go back at it, he was involved in the two out of three falls tag match with Demolition Hart Foundation in 1990 for the tag belt. He was involved with Mr. Perfect 91 for the Intercontinental belt. He was involved with British Bulldog in 92. Um Undertaker in 97 for the for the world belt when Shawn Michaels was the referee. Bret Hart has been in so many monumental historical classic moments at SummerSlam. Now I don't know what I don't know what his, what his record is, but I just know when you mention SummerSlam, me and you can agree that Bret Hart is just about in just about maybe the top 5 moments of that pay-per-view history. I mean Bret Hart is is responsible for 
some of the greatest moments in wrestling and sports entertainment history. Um, you drill it down into WWE, and that that statement, in my mind, just becomes uh, stronger. And, you know, the style that he brought, and we saw glimpses of it when he was in the Hart Foundation, loved the Hart Foundation matches uh, for SummerSlam in those early days of the event. Um, but the, the style of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and some of the other superstars that really needed to reinvent WWE from an in-ring style and presentation standpoint after the 1980s boom, um, those matches are incredible. I mean, and, and really, if you look back to that first one with him and Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title, um, and then go right down the line with him. Um, the matches all the way up to Undertaker in 97, which was his last one, uh, ma- major one. Um, I-, I mean, his matches were just incredible. Quite a few people have told me, because I-, I-, I go on Twitter and I say, hey, hey, everybody, let me know what are your favorite SummerSlam matches. And... The one match that I keep getting was from 94 with Brett and Owen in the steel cage match for the for the world title. And even though that match, which I'm still upset about, the fact that that match did not main event 94 because it was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Well, that's a whole different story, Brian. <laughs> but um, right, uh, right. Brett Owen right there, to me, has gotta be a top five match i know there's so many matches and i get it but brett owen i think they went a half hour 35 minutes steel cage it had they had that rivalry right from survivor series of of 1993 and it went all the way up and i think that was so well done and i don't think as far as a steel cage title match in SummerSlam history and overall i don't think this four better matches than that one? Well, I mean, you know, the one of the things when you when you look at the Bret Hart matches and, and you look at really from, so let's say like 91, 92 on, um, you know, when, when Bret really, you know, 92 is when he really started to uh, come into his own as, as a singles champion, as an intercontinental champion. Right. I mean, if you watch those matches, Shawn Michaels' matches, Owen Hart's matches, um, you know, and many, many more, Undertaker, Razor Ramon, I mean, so many of, of what at the time was, was coined as the new generation, those matches hold up today. And those, those uh, matches during the, those SummerSlam events, I mean, they were amazing, you know. I mean, they, they were just amazing. Great storytelling, great athleticism. I mean, you name it, those matches had it for sure. Now, quick question. Are you going to be at SummerSlam this Sunday? Um, I will be watching for sure. I don't know if it will be on my couch through the WWE Network or if I will be in Brooklyn just yet. Uh, but I know, I know for sure uh, that I'll be watching TakeOver and watching SummerSlam, definitely. 
another tweet I got in when it came to favorite matches was the Randy Orton Chris Benoit um, world title match. I believe that was oh four, and I, and I think that was in in, in Canada in Toronto that it was, year. It was. Yep. Um, and also that 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 led Orton to, Orton to become the, the the youngest world heavyweight champion. What are your thoughts about that match? I mean, I, I remember at the time just it was uh, very highly anticipated, and you know, I mean, it was a great match. I mean, you know, you had two uh, two great performers, and um, you know, at that time, you know, Randy Orton was was really coming into his own. Um, as a member of Evolution, so you know, I mean, it was a great, it was just, it was a great battle. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And you know, I, I mean, um, it's a huge, you know, and it, it's like what what the superstars and divas say. You know, it's a huge honor when um, when you are being told that. You know, you've you've earned the right to become a champion in WWE, right? And um, you know that that put Randy Orton on. To me, you know, it, it put him on on the, uh, the the path to stardom. I got a few more uh, for you, Brian, before we get into yeah, sure. the um, the current SummerSlam. Now, we've been watching SummerSlam for <laughs> for twenty six years. So many matches. The question is not what is your f- greatest SummerSlam match, but what do you think is is overall the greatest SummerSlam match? If you ask a whole bunch of people, what does the overall survey would say the greatest SummerSlam match ever? Wow. I know. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't think I can answer that because we haven't seen Sunday yet. You know, we. I mean, I, I might say something, and you know, we see something on Sunday that just, you know, that that just takes it to, you know, to me to you know to a completely, you know, completely different different place. Um, I, I think. Hmm. I know, Brian. It's very tough because there's so many matches in the resume, in the catalog, that if you say one, then you'd be like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, what about this one? You know what? Take that one out. I, I like this one. But what I what I overall get is Brett Bulldog 92, which I don't think anybody can argue with that. Um, yeah. I get Shawn Michaels Triple H when, when Shawn Michaels came back in uh, in, right. in, in 02. I even get The Rock and Triple H '98 in the um, the ladder match for the for the, for the IC belt. Um, Owen Brett, like I said, Owen. I'm sorry, uh, Brett, Mr. Perfect. He, he, people would say Warrior when he beat Honky Tonk Man in 25 seconds. So it, it's so many matches to go um, and pick from. So maybe I'm kind of saving you from answering that question. But thank you. Yes. Then then maybe <laughs> let, let let me. Remix it. What are your What are your top five SummerSlam matches? You know, every time I have you on the show, we do a top three, top five. So you know, I right, I gotta right, ask right. you that. Um, well, I mean, I, I I have to I have to say, um, 
you know, uh, I mean, I have to, there was, there was an enormity to the mega powers versus the mega bucks. Uh, that, that first summer slam uh-huh. first main event was really historic. Um, you know, uh, Brett Bulldog was huge. Um, Brett Owen was huge. Um, Man, I think Austin Undertaker's got to be part of it, and um, I, I got to tell you, this stuff with um, John Cena from 2013, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, um, where you know where Triple H is that special guest referee, right? Um, I thought that that was I thought that that was great. Okay, now, what is your favorite SummerSlam pay-per-view as a whole? Start to finish. You know what? I'm going to go with the sentimental choice for me because it was the only one I've been to live. Uh, SummerSlam 2002 at unfortunately a venue that is is also uh, going away uh, in the Nassau Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale um, from start to finish. I'm going to go with that. It started with uh, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, uh, and it ended Brock vs. Rock. Yeah, I, I I can't argue with that. Um... Like you said, it was uh, Mysterio Angle. You had Hunter, Sean. You had oh, yeah. Rock and Brock. And, and, and there's so many matches in between that. Um, for me, uh, man, I liked I liked 91 um, because of Brett, Mr. Perfect, and plus Warrior, oh, yeah. Warrior Hogan and Slaughter and them guys were in the main event. And... Um, I think he also had Big Boss Man, and I, I mean, there was so many, so many people involved. And I, I, I like '97 too. Um, Mankind and, and Triple H had a, had a great steel cage match. Um, I forgot for for what I don't know for a belt or whatever it was, but and then Shawn being the referee and Brett Taker, which which also started the Shawn Michaels Taker rivalry, which lasted oh, yeah. for so long. So. Uh, and plus, Brett playing that Canadian heel character, and then fighting for the world title in on U.S. soil, and the whole stipulation if, if Sean interfered or whatever, he'll not be able to wrestle. Which you know, whatever. But I like I like that pay per view. But um, now going to the current SummerSlam. Um, yes. By the way, you're, we're here live with Brian Shields, the New York Times best-selling author. What are your thoughts on ESPN Sports Center promoting SummerSlam? I know we spoke about it before when it came to WrestleMania. They did some great work on it, but now SummerSlam gets gets the love and and a promo. Um, I think. Do you think that we're finally bridging the gap where fans who don't think wrestling is a sport can finally accept seeing the product being promoted on ESPN? Well, here's 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 what I think of the. The general partnership, I think it's great. Um, 
you know, would I have thought it was great 20 years ago? Or, or, or more than that, more years ago than that? No. Um, you know, Sports Center has evolved. I mean, I grew up watching Sports Center. I remember, I'm old enough mm. where I remember, you know, Sports Center was on like once in the morning and then once at night on channel here in New York on cable. It was ESPN was channel 15. Um, you know, but Sports Center and ESPN has evolved to where they, they cover sports with an entertainment flair. Um, I think today, the way that W, I think the way that both entities have evolved, I think that, I think that it's a great partnership. I'm looking forward to seeing more. And, and, uh, I think, I think most people are going to enjoy it. Um, I'm sure there's the purest on both sides that don't like it because purists in general are very traditional and, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, I just, this is my observation. Purists uh-huh. in general are very traditional and they, they do not, they don't like when there's a commingling of things that, that don't in their mind kind of completely mix. Um, but I think it's a great partnership, and I, as I said, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I think it's going to be great that uh, that ESPN is going to be at SummerSlam, and um, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, and I think the um, the fans, the the small, I think the fans that aren't are going to be a small percentage, and it's happening. So you know, there's just a, there's a point where you know, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Are you excited for the rematch that is uh, being labeled too big uh, for WrestleMania between Brock and, and, and Undertaker? And what are your thoughts on it being the main event as opposed to Rollins and Cena title for title match? Well, you know, it's funny because I talked about the, you know, the traditionalist, and there are ways that I'm still, as a fan, a little bit of a traditionalist. And I, I, I always like the last match being for the WWE Championship. Right. Um, however, if there's a match that's going to be the main event, this is it. That's not for the title. This is it. Um, the, the history between the two men, um, when Undertaker came back this year at WrestleMania, I thought it was the best that he's looked in a couple of years. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're going to have a great match on Sunday. I really do. And I, and I think, I think the dead man wins. I, I don't, I don't think the Undertaker is, um, is coming to Brooklyn to lose. Now, are you are you kind of curious to see where they go with Brock at the SummerSlam, also with Seth Rollins at the SummerSlam? Because in my opinion, I thought it would be them two for the belt at SummerSlam, not having well, not having separate matches. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? 
No, I actually, are you kind of curious to see where they go with Brock and, and also uh, where they go with Seth at the SummerSlam? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, this Sunday is so interesting because, you know, there are so many things going on and, you know, really, like, what's going to happen? You know, and, and it goes far beyond wins and losses, you know? Yeah, I you know I I thought it would be both of them for the belt on on Sunday at SummerSlam, but then I guess they had a change of heart and they felt that having Taker and Brock go at it again for SummerSlam would be a bigger event than uh, a bigger main event than Brock and Seth for the belt. But you know I don't work for the company, so you know they know better than I do. But honestly, what is next? For for Undertaker, it, you said he's gonna win. So does that mean that it's one one, and the rubber match happens at WrestleMania 32 in a stadium where it's in the city where Undertaker is from in in, in Dallas? It could definitely happen. You know, I mean, if if there is if there is a a rubber match. It would it would make total sense if that's what if that's what happens. I, I can't wait for it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to look too far past Sunday uh-huh. just because I want to just because I want to enjoy it. Right. Um, but you know, if if that if that happens, um, then then I'm in. You know, sign me up. I'm very happy about that. If that's the case, we got Seth Rollins and John Cena title for title. Sounds like WrestleMania six all over again, Brian. <laughs> but it's it's the world title against the United States title. Would it be yeah. beneficial for the company to have Rollins go over Cena on Sunday? And if so, what does that say for the U.S. title? Well, first off, I think that both champions have done an amazing job since winning their respective prizes. Absolutely. I really do. And, you know, growing up, uh, a fan of the old NWA and WCW, you know, I'm very familiar with the history and the prestige that the United States Championship had for many years. And I love what John Cena has done to, to do that. And actually one of my favorite, you know, quotes from him was after he won it that night. I think that next night on Raw was when he said, you know, I'm not trying to change your opinion of me. He says this on Raw to the the audience. I'm not trying to change your opinion of me. I'm trying to change your opinion about this. Or something something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But, um, you know, so I love champion for champion, champion versus champion matches. I love them. I, I always have. Um, it's right up there for me with managers and tag teams and tournaments. I, I love all that stuff and eliminate team elimination matches. I love it. Um, so, and you listen, Rollins and Cena, they've had great matches in the past. So, I mean, this Sunday, I think this Sunday is going to be their best one. At this current time with, with the product, the way it is, does it feel like the U.S. title has it's more 
more important than the Intercontinental title? Um, I don't know if it's more important. I think that the... I think I think that it, it has a prestige in WWE that it hasn't had in a long time. And for the older fans, I think this is the prestige that they remember seeing and reading and hearing about uh, from decades past. Um, you know, so I, that that's the big thing for me. It's not... For me, it's not a matter of, you know, is one more important than the other. Um, I think the U.S. title has has had its luster return to it, I think. Now, John Cena has 15 world title reigns. If he wins on Sunday, it'll be 16. He would tie Ric Flair. If if, If anyone were to do it, is John Cena the guy to to do that, or you think they would want Ric Flair to hold on to that record, even though Flair has said he will be proud if Cena was the one to do it? Well, you're asking somebody that didn't want the streak to end. <laughs> um, you know, again, like there are there are certain ways where I am, you know, a little bit of a purist or a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone is to match that record or beat it as a fan, I'm I'm proud that it would be John Cena. I, I've been a John Cena fan uh, since very early on, um, and I, I think that and I think that those that aren't are are missing out on on a multi talented WWE superstar. We call him a superstar because he's on the roster. I mean, he's a WWE icon. What this guy does inside and outside the ring, um, the matches that he's had with everyone up and down the line, all shapes and sizes, um, the way he's worked the last couple of years, you know, with with superstars that were, you know, towards the middle of the card. Um, I mean, the stuff that he's done has just been phenomenal, in my opinion. And I, I do think if there's anybody that's going to match or beat that record, I really am as a fan. I'm I'm proud that it would be John Cena. One match that we that we get um, before I let you go. One match that we get. That I'm really interested in seeing is Kevin Owens and Cesaro. I I love what I love what Hunter has done with NXT. By the way, I think he's, he's done a phenomenal job. A lot of guys coming up. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of the newer guys that we're seeing now, main eventing or in the middle of the card, came from there. Bray Wyatt, the Rollins, the whole Shield, um, and now Kevin Owens, who made a, a major impact in, in beating Cena a few months ago. Um, and I, I also believe Kevin Owens is a great product out of out of NXT. What do you think we're gonna get out of Owens and Cesaro on a Sunday? And by the way, Cesaro has been on a upward rise. Um, in, in the past few months as well. I got I got to tell you right now, Randy, that match could steal the show. I agree. I agree. I I, I you know I saw uh, when he was with Ring of Honor as Kevin Steen. Uh, I saw him for the first time live 
last, so it was May of 2014, um, I went to my first Ring of Honor show when they were um, at the Manhattan Center. And, um, I mean, I think that the, that match could very well steal the show. I, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I I am too. I think when Kevin Owens came on the scene, um, t- you know, to the main roster, uh, it was more of a breath of fresh air. It was somebody new. He has CM Punk type qualities when it comes to the microphone and being brash and bringing that bravado when he was feuding with John Cena. And I like I like Cesaro. I I always did. And and maybe now he's finally getting that push. Where it goes, I, I don't know, but I like what I'm seeing from both. Uh, I think once Tyson Kidd got injured, it just really put Cesaro in a spot where he's got to go one way or I don't know what they're going to do with him. But I like I like him against Owens on Sunday. Are there any, are there any other matches, before I let you go, any, any other matches you're looking forward to besides title for title, Brock Taker, and Owens Cesaro? I have to tell you the, the whole card. Okay. I mean, I, I think I think this SummerSlam, I think, has the potential to go down in history as one of, you know, one of the the best of all time. If you look at the card, top to bottom, it's incredible. I mean, it it really really is. You, you know, we've we've talked about Lesnar, Undertaker. I mean, Randy Orton and, and Sheamus. True. They 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 are great opponents for one another. Um, the you know title for title we've talked about. Um, you know I, I think the Intercontinental Champion. I, I think people are going to be surprised at that match. Um, you know Ryback is somebody who grew up a fan of WWE. He loves the history of the of the business, and um, you know he wears that Intercontinental title proud. And I, I think um, I think people are going to be surprised at that triple threat. Um, love the tag team of um, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus Reigns and Ambrose. Um, I never wanted the Wyatts to break up, so I'm happy that um, that they're you know back with one another. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I love tag team matches, so. Um, I'm happy that the champion tag team championship is going to be decided on Sunday. Um, Owen Cesaro, we touched on um, Ziggler Rusev. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's another one. Uh, he never has a bad match. You know, he could do it all in there with any opponent of any size. Um, the three-team elimination Divas match. I mean, people have been talking about a Divas revolution. We're in the midst of it. Yep. Um, it's what we're going to be seeing this weekend, as far as Takeover and SummerSlam are concerned. It's going to be legit, and um, this tag team match, um, you know, this uh, Stephen Amell and Neville versus Stardust and King Barrett. I think that's going to surprise people too. Um, I really do. So this Sunday for me, Randy. This SummerSlam card could be one of the could be one of the best of all time. As long as we don't get Kane in a match, Brian, I'm good. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know mean, we, we we get Big Show, but you know he's fighting for the belt. But um, hey, Brian, it, it's 
you know, I hope we get a, a, a great SummerSlam. I'll be there live with, with my brother. That's why I asked you if you were going to be there. So it's, you know, I I don't recall ever going to a SummerSlam, even when it was held at the Garden or even in, in Jersey. So um, I guess I can say that's coming off my list. I, I went to WrestleMania 29 in Jersey and SummerSlam this Sunday. So I, I'm looking forward to it. It should be great. Four hours. You know, it, it is what it is, but I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Brooklyn, will, will, you know, will be rocking on Sunday. Hey, man, you know what? Uh, you know, B.I. said it a long time ago, is Brooklyn in the house? <laughs> I think I, I really do feel this way, not because I'm a New Yorker. Right. If, if, there's, a, if there's a place or a, a select few locations that from start to finish over four hours can be a rocking crowd, mm-hmm. it is in Brooklyn. Absolutely. So I'll be there live. You'll be there watching on, on the network. Um, hope you enjoy it. Um, is it uh, is there anything new you're working on? Are, are you working on maybe 30 years of, of SummerSlam, Rumble, Survivor Series, something like that? Um, there's, there's some stuff in the pipeline that, uh, that I've been working on. Uh-huh. Um, I can't really talk about it just yet, um, but... But when I can, if you'll have me back on, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. Brian Shields, follow him on Twitter at It's Brian Shields, the New York Times bestselling author, the author of 30 Years of WrestleMania. If you haven't uh, take a look at it already, go ahead and do so. Brian, always a pleasure. And thank you again, my man. Thank you, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. <laughs>